Running up that hill. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Right. <laughs> Dan, today's an auspicious occasion. Very auspicious. Why is it so suspicious, Philip? We are less than two days away from a new Beyonce album. Ooh. In fact, by the time you hear this podcast, some of you may already have heard the leaks. Isn't it amazing that nothing ever leaks from Beyonce's camp? Those well, until now. <laughs> I love I I love this league is like a a dummy like it's just like I ah, give them something just to throw give the scent. <laughs> well 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 uh we are here with another episode of your favorite podcast so we want to start it with the yay But wait wait Philip No no it's What okay. up player No 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 it's okay I was just thinking that uh, um we used to we used to start with like old TV shows and old cartoons. Hey, if you're a listener, let us know if you want us to bring that back. Did you enjoy that shot of nostalgia in the arm? That shot through the heart. No, we we ran we ran out we ran out of stuff, Dan. We never ran out. There's so much, Philip. By the way, this week, I don't know what happened this week, but I got into my old my old rock and metal bag. Ha! <laughs> ah, mm, man, the the bag that you deny that you've ever been in, Inzwa. Look at you snitching on yourself. I was in it for a brief period, along with other things. I created a playlist. Mm-hmm. My playlist is called Headbangers. It's on Spotify. I'm not going to share it because I'm quite embarrassed. But you know which I'm going to. Okay, let me play the song that I was I was playing over and over today. And as I was playing the song, I was like, objectively, this song is trash. Like it's poorly put together, poorly mastered. Like just it's just not put together very well. But what a banger. Play the fucking track. Play the fucking ah, track. Come on. Ah. Let's go. Let's go. Objectively, this song is not well put together. <laughs> but what a tune! It's all no, nostalgia. It, it, it was so like for it served as like that's kitsch art. It's also I was listening to it. I think it was a year. I think it might have been when DMX died, and I I started realizing, yo, this Meth, Method Man wrote this. I'm pretty sure Method Man Ghost wrote this song and the original. Even even for Limp Bizkit, yeah. Dude, I, mean, I don't like, think Fred Durst ever wrote anything. Like, what, what do you think Fred Durst actually wrote? Are you sure he wrote L-I-M-P? Biscuit is right here. You know? Dude, these are the type of raps that they, they write in their sleep. 
<laughs> That's why Pharaoh Monch is one of the most prolific ghost writers in the game. That's why Royce the Five Nine is so prolific. He's like, you guys like this this bubblegum nonsense? Hey, here. These are my toys. Have them. Next thing, <laughs> top 10 hits. Hey. <laughs> well, anyway, so yeah, I was going. And this obviously was significant because it was like that whole, what? Rock and hip hop? What? Anyway, I was... That's just what I was I was vibing to this week. But it's time for us to um, actually get into the show. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. But we need to increase the energy as we normally do. And we borrow from the much-loved culture of dancehall to do that. So, Philip, I have to ask, are you good to go? Sound of the them. Rotten, 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 rotten. Let me hear a drum What to them eaters? What to them manipulators? Where to them catches the meters? I'm procrastinators. The best podcast in the world coming to your ears, ears. Boys and girls, welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. Two Broke Twimbos is in the house right here. We back again with another episode. My name is Danny That Guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. It's time to do a tell all Twitter space, expose everyone by name, aka Akuna Mumwendi Danny Moo. Uh, my jokes are good. Ah, 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 what is that? Does that is that a, is there a reference? Does that is, do people recognize that as some reference to something somewhere? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> You're cracking jokes. <laughs> don't ruin my life, Dad. My life is already bad. I don't need ah. Just, what you need to do is to find someone whose house you can go to and get yourself a get yourself a designer bag and some underwear and you're sorted for your life. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Next staff meeting, which are raw. Next staff meeting, which are raw. Oh my goodness! Oh, yeah. You haven't done your you haven't done your intro. And, and he's here with only the unmistakable. The please don't lock me up, bull. I know nothing about Twitter. What is a Twitter? What's a space? I don't know nothing about. I don't even have a phone. That's me, Phil Chart, aka Flip Lost, Big Boss, Baby Pizza B. A.K.A. Sexing Tovlovu, A.K.A. Filthy Phil, A.K.A. DJ Makari, and Shame with me, the tanker ever drinky. Welcome back to Broke Tumbos. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We're excited to have you. All right, we are going to start the show as we normally do with Zimbabweans doing it big. It's our way of making sure that we at least have some, at least some positive news in the podcast. So, uh, who we got to celebrate? Well... This past week was uh, San Diego Comic Con, um, very very often abbreviated as SDCC because I think people didn't want to admit they were at Comic Con. Would you go to a Comic Con? 
Like say there was one in Joburg. I would I, I, I wouldn't cosplay, but I'd go. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably just put on like a shirt, you know, like a comic shirt. I'm not gonna cosplay, but I'll go. Come on, Phil, let's cosplay. Come ah. on, man. We go as asterisks and oblix. Ah. <laughs> I, 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 I don't get those virgin cooties on me. You know. Uh, <laughs> well, so. Like um, the moment I put that suit on, I'll just like, I'll break out in pimples. I'll, <laughs> I'll have cornicle dust on my fingers. You know. Phil, nerds <laughs> are the new rock stars. depreciate. Nerds are the new rock stars. We don't have to worry about it. It's cool now to be a nerd. But as I was saying, San Diego Comic-Con was this past week and Marvel took that as an opportunity to announce their huge plans for the next decade, essentially. So they announced uh, how phase four is going to come to a close, what's coming in phase five and even what's coming in phase six. Uh, We were hearing what's coming out in 2025 and 2026. Looks like Marvel is very organized. Um, Kevin Feige is some kind of genius, I guess. But one of the, the key things that was announced was Black Panther Wakanda Forever the sequel to the first blockbuster film, the billion dollar film, Marvel's Black mm. Panther, uh, of course. And we are excited $1 because one of the, dollars. the key actors in this particular movie is Zimbabwe's very own Danai Gurira. Uh, please believe me. Every number and link and contact I potentially had to, I've, I've explored it multiple times, but uh, it's too late now. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to bring up the story another time. Cause I'm tired of bringing up this story, but you dropped the bag. I didn't drop the Fumble. bag. Flip. You Fumble. just, Dad, I've got I, two I, numbers I, I for the night. Gurira, Gurira contact, the Gurira cousin, Dan, and none of them are, they Dan, all changed their numbers. You're my boy. You're my boy. I love you. You know, and I've known you through the years. One thing I'll tell you, Dan is you, you're not a very aggressive you know, like a DJ Khaled type character. DJ Khaled, I know for every day. Plus, my vocals are deep. That's Plus, true. I need the shout out. And you are but that type of person. Uh, the, and the, the, you can't have both. Okay. The reason I've been able to cultivate good relationships with many people in the industry is because they know I'm not on their necks about something all the time. I'm not always saying, I need this, I need that. No, no, no. They know that it's chilled. It's good. No, Dan, it's cool peoples. We all good. There are other people, of course, who are always calling, I need this, I want to do that, and they might be able to get it, but they won't be able to cultivate as good relationships. So it's, you get half of one and, you know, you get, I mean, you get half a dozen of one and six of the other. It's, you got to lose some and gain some. That's what you have to tell yourself. Okay. Again, when I met her, we, we we spoke, she invited me to her play. Uh, We went to her play. We had drinks afterwards. I got her contact details. I was like, great. Tried to hit her up. She was she wasn't available. She was busy or something like that. I'm not gonna be like when. How about now? No, no, no. I was thinking. No, we gotta we gotta you know cultivate this relationship. I can see this girl's about to be a star. This is when she was really blowing up on Walking Dead. But you know, I failed to cultivate. I don't know what I should have done. I regret it. I don't know how I'm going to find her. I don't listen. Fumbled the bag. This podcast goes far and wide. Whoever has Danai Kurira's ear, please let her know that the colored man that she hung out with when she did a play in Zimbabwe. <laughs> The play that she put together that showed at Prince Edward. And then like we were together. We had drinks afterwards. They had a great conversation about some of her plans for the future. It was dope. Please tell her that she changed her number and I can't reach her. You know? And she can just check her DMs if she wants to find my new number. <laughs> they should be, it should be there several times. 
But yeah, anyway, Danai Gurira is going to be starring in one of the most highly anticipated movies of the year. It's probably going to be the best of the Phase 4 because Phase 4 movies, some of them have been fun. Like Doctor Strange was a fun movie. Um, did you, have you watched Thor yet? No. Thor is a fun movie, but it's not great on plot. It's like the story and it's like, eh, but it's like fun and loud and colorful. Cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I predict Wakanda forever is going to be a big deal because they're introducing Namor. It's about to be, uh, we'll discuss it later in the TV segment, but yeah, Danai Gurira is about to be, uh, on our necks once again. Shout out to Danai Gurira. Um, this week also saw the release of a brand new movie on Netflix called the gray man, highly anticipated, uh, probably going to be mm-hmm. one of the biggest movies of the year. And um, it stars British Zimbabwean actor Regeirai Page. <laughs> you guys may know him as Regei John Page, and you may remember him for watching him from behind in Bridgerton. <laughs> so yeah, he be doing his thing. You might not remember his face, but you'll remember his posterior thrusting <laughs> from Bridgerton. <laughs> Finally, uh, you can add more to his acting repertoire besides orgasm face. <laughs> so, so funny enough, this is directed by the Russo brothers, the guys who did the Avengers movies and the two Captain America movies. And um, the one of the Russo brothers was being interviewed as to how they 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 cast Regeirai Wedu. They were like, "My wife is a huge Bridgerton fan, so that's how we discovered him." <laughs> Imagine that conversation. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, wow! And then and then they said that they saw him on Saturday Night Live. I remember that Saturday Night Live episode, and they were like, "Damn, this dude's charismatic. Let's get him in." And he plays the villain in uh, the Gray Man, so that's pretty cool. I, can't, I haven't watched it yet, but I look forward to watching it this weekend with my baby. I think I watch it after this recording. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He was here. I don't know. He was in it. So I'll, I'll probably watch it after this. Oh, yeah. But you saw it being advertised, right? It's basically it's definitely one of their like top movies that they're pushing. So shout out to Regirai, Sofadanai, and Regirai. You know, Zimbabweans, sure, but, uh, you know, uh, I think their documentation doesn't have Zimbabwe in it. And uh, finally, um, congratulations to No Violet Wulawayo, who has made the 2022 Booker Prize long list for her latest novel, Glory. So the Booker Prize, uh, they announced uh, yesterday. So when you're hearing this, they announced it this week. um, And uh, this long list is basically the best authors, and uh, they're going to pick the winners who are going to win some big cash prizes, but uh, it is quite an honor for her list for her novel to be listed among 12 other novels in the Booker Prize long list, Glory by No Violet Wulawayo. So uh, congratulations, congratulations, No Violet. Hopefully you win the final prize. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's Zimbabweans doing it big. Let's follow up and tie up some loose ends. Last week, Ah, the Kudamachi story mm. continues, but I'm tired. I'm hopping off that train now. Uh, I, I don't want to. Wow, Dan. That's, you see, that's what allows violence against children to be perpetrated when we refuse to cover it in media. No, when, when it goes okay. back to that. Yeah, fine. But this week, the story was, remember with Pai Pai when we said that he stole his sister's phone to try and delete evidence or allegedly to try and delete evidence. The sister took him to court. Then the court acquitted him. They said that he didn't steal the phone. It's just like, oh my God. Anyway, so yeah, that that was what happened this week. But last week we introduced you to Toki Vibes' new album where we played that brilliant hit song, Whack, 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 Whack. <laughs> so since then, 
Wait, sorry, Dave. What is that song? Just give me that song again. Whack, I missed that. What is that? Whack, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Hold on. You see to open my Shazam. Just, sorry, just make sure it's in my library. Just give, just give me one more. <laughs> Get away, Philip. Anyway. <clears throat> so apparently there has been some feedback on his album. In the streets, H-Metro was covering it. Uh, I think it's today. Is it in today's H-Metro? Yesterday's H-Metro. Hard-hitting um, reportage. Hard-hitting hard reportage. You know these you guys know are... They mm. So apparently, critics have enjoyed the album, but you know there have also been some mixed reviews. Uh, and uh, some people who are upset that there were 36 songs on the album in the first place. And uh, Talky Vibes responds by saying, these songs are not many at all. Those who are saying the number of tracks are too much are pretending to be busy. When they find time, they will listen to the album. <laughs> that is the most talky vibes quote I've ever seen. <laughs> I thought that was really funny when I saw that. I was like, you guys are pretending to be busy. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that tracks. That sounds like talky vibes. <laughs> I mean, in the era of streaming, a 36-track album, but no. I mean, I suppose it gives you some level of, uh, of, you know, but no one is really measuring charts like that in Zim anyway, so. You're still getting payouts, Dan. Still getting payouts. Yeah, no, but I mean, okay, I suppose, I suppose fans are going to listen to the whole album and then you're going to get paid per play, so. I suppose, and most of the songs are shortish. So I guess, I don't know, maybe it helps about. But anyway, that was a, a, an interesting follow-up from last week that I thought I'd share with you guys. But yeah, that's it on following up. And now we have reached the present time. Ladies and gentlemen, you may take a moment of zen to calm down and catch up. Because in the timeline, we are in a good place right now. Why are we? Because podcasts are disintegrating left, right, and center. Mm, uh, this was a, this was a tough issue. Actually, it broke last week, but it was it was too fresh. The wound was too. <laughs> the wound. Open. I mean, it's. I don't think uh, it's a um, a stretch to say a lot of the elements of this podcast have been have been inspired by Jesus and Mero. Um, like what elements? No, I mean, like we've both consumed their content, and you know, we've both thought about. Uh, you know, like, especially when we're thinking about doing video content and we're looking at some of the stuff they were doing. Uh, granted, we're not currently doing that now, but, you know, we have looked at their podcast and I'm sure there's been some influence, if not anything necessarily directly. But, you know, it's, it's one of those podcasts that has done well that we've had our eyes on. But, uh, yeah, we got news last week that Jesus and Mero were separating due to create. Well, they were going to be separating. They were pursuing separate creative endeavors. So yeah, mm, Dan is so heartbroken he can't even speak right now. Like he's just he's just torn up. It's tough. It's tough, eh? Uh, you know, when I heard, I was like, those guys are still together. So you know, uh, there was a an interesting CNN article that that went into depth as to why they split, and uh, there was disagreements about management. Well, that's that's very simplified. Mm. But Phil, you know more details. Victor. Yes, Dad, thank you for crossing over to me. I'm here at the scene in the Bronx bodega where they first met up back in 2003. And, and there's murals outside. Vigils are happening as we speak. You can hear the choir singing 
as they mourn the the loss of of the brand. The brand is no longer strong. The brand is in fact gone. Goodbye to Jesus and Mero. And yes, the reports have been that their manager Victor, who you might remember as the third voice on the Bodega Boys podcast, might have been the cause of friction. Insiders familiar with the matter say that Victor had become despondent and a nuisance on the set of their Showtime late night show to the point that the network itself asked him no longer to pitch up on set. This was the first rift as Deezus sided with the network, but Merrill was loyal to Victor. This is partly why the podcast had no longer been releasing new episodes. So it's a sad, sad day. Dan, I don't know if you, if you're watching, if you're following Tawanda, cause I follow Tawanda. Uh, former guest do, of the yeah, show, yeah. Tonda Gona, yeah. who worked on Deezus and Mero. Should we call ah! him? You would have sworn his best friends had been in a drive-by shooting. Ah, should we, should we, let's my call man him, was man. torn up. Can, can we not call huh? him? Let's call him. I don't what have t- his number. I don't have his number. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to call him for comment? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Someone close to the... <laughs> I don't have his Someone number familiar either. familiar with the matter. No, no, I always spoke to him on thing. On uh, on Instagram, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it now, nah, man. My man's in pain. Like I, I, I don't wanna make light of that. Like, it's been so a I week. Can, I can understand his frustration because from his side, he was like, and even when he came on our podcast, he was like, "Yo, guys, I was Papa one." Yeah, I now finally have a decent job. Not only a decent job, but a decent job with dope people that I love and respect. So I'm I'm a one. And then he was like, "Now I gotta go back to finding a job. Mm. I got used to these these regular paychecks." So, okay, I, I want to I try and translate this for our audience in case you don't understand the personalities involved. So imagine, imagine the two broke twimbos and Godwin. Now, Godwin does his job so well that eventually Godwin becomes the manager of the podcast. Now, somewhere along the line, one of our guests tells us that, oh my God, your manager was pawing at me hungrily during the show. And then another guest says, yeah, your manager said some inappropriate comments about my derriere. Etc. Etc. Now, Phil may think, you know what? Godwin and I come from the same hood, yo. Godwin's had my back for years. But Dan is like, no, I'm sorry, this is unacceptable behavior. And then now we have a rift in the podcast where Phil is saying, we must stand by our friend Godwin. He's been there for us thick and thin, through thick and thin. And Dan's like, no, it's disgusting. The brand is no longer strong because of this man. And then next thing you know, split. You see, these things happen. Management. Mm. So anyway, that was something that we didn't discuss last week, but um, we thought we should mention this week. So yeah, that's it. it was a good run. Um, I'm sure we're going to see more of them in different endeavors in different places. Uh, I mean, uh, Jesus is, is, whole, is hosting the Kimmel show um, next month, so. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Come through, Jesus. Um, let's move forward. Um, let's talk about Facebook. This is a very interesting story. Um, Phil, you know, as, as you know, you, you like to, uh, to give us the detailed insight on the music business issues. Tell us. So it's been, it's been, thank you, Dan. Once again, we now cross over to the music desk and it's been an interesting week at Facebook. Earlier this week, a Cobalt recording. I don't know if you're familiar with them, Dan. Cobalt, but they hold yes. about 40% of the top 100 Billboard songs. 
and they yanked their catalog off of Facebook because they couldn't come to an agreement. That was a big problem because a lot of the big songs are controlled by Cobalt. And oddly enough, two days later, Facebook just announced that they will be um, now di- sharing directly with a, a proportion of ad revenue with music right holders and people that create the videos that contains that music. Um, to put this bl- in short, like let's say you do a vlog and then you place Dan's new hit single, I Can't Smell My Butt. <laughs> and then Dan gets a payout and then you also get a payout because Dan got a payout. That... that on the surface of it, that sounds great because not only are creators getting paid, but artists are getting paid. This is exactly what the, the industry's been has been fighting for and lobbying for. However, I read the full article and I read the details and I was like, hmm, there's a catch. So, as uh, Facebook said, they said that for the first time, um, the music industry is being paid a direct share for every bit of money generated by an ad or a UGC Facebook video that is user licensed music and it's over a minute long. That was hit number one. So you, you the videos are over content. a minute long. Mm-hmm. So videos that are over a minute long. Then um, this is on the backdrop. We saw Adam. Uh, I can't remember. Is it Montessori? Montessori? What is his name again? Montessori? Montessori. The, the Instagram guy. The, the head of. Yeah. Adam Montessori. Yeah. For, for now, we call him Adam Montessori. We saw Adam Montessori's video um, just yesterday about how Instagram has now basically become a Reels app. Last week, Facebook announced that it's going to become a real zap. Did you, did you read the news where your, your news feed is no longer called your news feed. It's now called the feed because they're no longer hosting news on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you're a media company that was sold with Facebook saying, yo, this is the best place to access your audience for news. And now they've just cut you off. You're screwed. Yeah, but, it's, it's you know, sweet orange. Mar- <laughs> marmalade. So, that's, so, so the first thing there is, Facebook has announced in this past week that they're focused on becoming a TikTok clone, pretty much. So TikTok videos rarely go beyond a minute, especially ones that use music. It's, it's sometimes very short, but yes, there might be longer videos that use music. So, but you've whittled down a large percentage of the videos you're going to promote and put in front of people because of the of this legislation. The next thing that they mentioned was um, this user generated content affects plays and advertising on official music videos on Facebook. Doesn't affect licenses. Doesn't sorry. Licenses yeah. for that content are still being covered by lump sum upfront payments for right holders. So if you think you're going to make money from your music videos, you're not. So, and okay. Then this is for, may I just, and then um, the last point is, yeah, go ahead. The, I'm, I'm done. And the, the last one is, this is for Facebook only. Meta's other platforms, i.e. Instagram is not issuing this policy. So, in short, before you interject, I just want to say, to me, this just came across as Facebook realized, oh, we're screwed. We've lost Cobalt. Let's throw a bone. And they quickly put this together. In actuality, this means nothing. And it's still going to screw over artists. It's still going to screw over creators. So, okay. Over to you, Dad. Uh, uh, um, By interjecting, I just wanted to sort of translate a lot of this into like everyday speak. So, as things stand right now, or rather prior to this announcement, if I were to take, let's, let's use, let's use Natio as an example. If I were to take Natio's song, Antipede Power, and I were to record a Facebook reel of myself singing along to that song, and then I post it 
on my Facebook. And that thing gets a million views. Right? There mm-hmm. is likely going to be some advertising attached to that huge number of eyeballs. Previously, the label, or rather Facebook, would make lump payments to the labels for... Um, the rights holders. Lic- yeah. for, not, in, not to individual rights holders, but it would go to labels as licensing. No, the, those are the rights holders. No, labels are the rights holders. It, for some songs, but not all of them, right? So the songs that aren't, they, they, you then get paid through Merlin. So there's an organization called Merlin and Sound Exchange, which are the conglomerate of independent um, record entities. So whenever like these deals are, organi- are, are, are dealt, my English is off today, but whenever these deals are done, you're going to have the three major labels, which is Universal, Sony, and Warner. And then you're going to have a Merlin representing the independents. So for the most part, Whenever these deals are being negotiated, they they use just negotiating with four entities. Yeah. Okay. So is is it not the case right now of those four entities? Uh, uh, in fact, of all these entities, it's not on a per play basis. It's a lump sum that's played for for us to have blanket rights. For for Meta yes. to have blanket rights, so there's a lump sum that's paid to the music rights holders. These four entities that you're describing that we are paying you a billion dollars for the whole year, and now we can use every song as many times as we want. As, an, as, as a very simple example. Yeah, there's still caveats within that. So like you can't use more than 30 seconds yes, of a song. Of course, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, there's things within that, but yes, that's, that, that, that's one way to describe it, yeah. So previously how it's been done is because we are using your music to advertise, i.e. in Instagram reels and Facebook reels and so on, you have free usage of them. That's why you can go on your Instagram, you can search for whatever song you want, you can attach it to your video. Great. No one gives you an invoice, nothing. Facebook has paid a lump sum to the music rights holders and you now have free usage of these songs. However, if I generated content, Ininisa Dan, I did a lip sync video to Nati O's uh, song and I'm the one with a million views. Yes, I use Nati O's song, but I'm the one who got a million views through my hard work of influencing. <laughs> Surely I'm entitled to a cut of that advertising revenue. And that's what this announcement is, which is Facebook saying, okay, cool. 80% is going to go to the music rights holder, but you as the person who generated content are entitled to get 20%. With the caveat that you posted on Facebook only. Yes. So the caveat, than a yes, minute. So the caveat that Phil mentioned that it's only, <laughs> only on Facebook at the moment, but I'm sure it'll eventually expand to, to Instagram. And I'm sure that's going to be such a complicated thing to work out. But... Let's I, see I what think, happens. Like if, if this if if this comes to Instagram, it's it's going to be out of a point of discretion. Well, to be honest, right now Facebook is looking mad desperate. Yo, Facebook is looking desperate. So it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out because I think that's a huge deal. And honestly, I think it's it's only fair. I'm the one who got a million views. Yes, I used someone's song, so that person has to get some money. But surely I should get some money as well. So I don't know. Let's. That should be interesting. Let's see. Let's see how this. So, but that, that that so there are other ways. So TikTok has TikTok has a pay a payout program for influencers. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the other thing, the last thing to remember with this ads, you're only getting paid for ads placed against the video. So, what we were trying to figure out when I was, was going through this was, is, does this include timeline ads or is this pre-roll ads only? Because even with if it's timeline ads, for example, now this is going to get really nerdy, but 
if you're scrolling through your your Facebook feed, right, or even your Instagram feed, I'm sure you guys have seen like you're scrolling, you see a you see your friend posted their dog, a friend posted their baby, and then you get an ad for some weird product that you might have whispered to someone three years ago and you're like, how does Instagram know this? Oh my God. That's a timeline ad, right? Mm-hmm. And then immediately after that, it's going to be content. The way Facebook is positing it is you might be able to get paid out for that. But then how do you attribute the placement of the ad versus the content? Because has the ad drawn your attention to the content? Or has the content drawn you to the ad? You get what I'm saying? And that's a very, very interesting. I'll be very interested to see how they're going to tackle that. So I'm, I'm waiting to see how they roll this out because I'm going to beta test it and see how it works. But a lot of the, a lot of the, the things that they described it, they don't make a lot of sense. Because once again, you're not getting paid for rights, you're getting paid against ads, which is somewhat similar to YouTube, but different in a way because YouTube generates ad revenue. And then they put it into a pot and then they just pay out from that pot. Here, Facebook is saying whatever that pot generates, we're going to uh, thing. We're paying against it, mm. which is, uh, as you said, very difficult to calculate. So yeah, very nerdy speak, but this plus Adam Montessori's comments, I was just like, you know, I, if I could, I, I'd get off everything. Like I'm so tired of running an agency because I hate Facebook so much. So, it's, it's, Listen, to the average person that uses Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, this is not going to change your experience in any way, I don't think. But to the content creators... The average person person has noticed, like, Instagram particularly. Instagram has changed. Of of that story, yeah, I'm talking about specifically of this uh, ad sharing thing. That that story also is ridiculous because the whole purpose of Instagram is a photo sharing app. And you know what that's kind of... You know what that means, Philip? That's a that's a huge what? gap in the market again. I tried I tried be real after I heard them talking about it on uh, on uh, uh, Twitter. I I think that people I think there's a lot of people who are interested in the concept of I just want to take photos and post them. I'm not interested in doing reels and comic comedic videos and whatever else. So anyway, anyway, that's some some nerdy music business news for you there. Um, this over there we'll discuss in our We Outside segment. Um, let's talk about awards. Now, uh, this week there was a little bit of discussion. I think, uh, uh, Miss Chindia, she really should not be Miss anymore. Mrs. Chindia, ah, no, but then that's not a certain Mrs. Anyway, Nguni, Mrs. Nguni, <laughs> Mrs. Nguni <laughs> posted up a, a, a post about how she was offered an award, and then, um, you know, she was then asked to pay to attend the dinner where she would receive that award. This is a scam that we've been speaking about on this podcast for a long time now. This is, here's how it works, right? In any, in a feels, we decide, you know what? It's time to finesse the industry. Let's create the entertainment industry awards. Mm. Phil and I are going to sit down as people who are gurus in the entertainment industry, who've been in it for a while and have got a little bit of clout behind our names. And we are going to create some categories and we are going to, Put some nominees together. We're then going to send an email to each of these nominees to say that you, congratulations, you have been nominated in the first inaugural Entertainment Industry Awards happening Friday, the Chuckton Chuckton of Chuckton Chuckton. Please purchase a table for $1,000 that will give you a table of 10 and dinner and, um, you know, you're able to attend the awards. 
Now a lot of people are like, damn, I mean I can't I can't miss this. I'm nominated, man. This is this is this is the validation I need. I've been in this industry for five years. Finally, people are recognizing me. I'm gonna scrape together a thousand dollars. I send that nomination that uh, that email to a hundred people who are nominated. Of those hundred people, twenty are gonna be winners. There's twenty categories, five people in each category. So those hundred people have each paid me a thousand dollars, I've generated a hundred thousand dollars. Then we have our award ceremony. Maybe it costs me 20000 to put together. We have a nice venue. We have food. G-g-g. And then on top of that, we announce the winners of each category. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you very much for coming, Tapeds. I walk away from there with my profit. Not a terrible business model. The problem is so many more and more and more people are doing it. So it's no longer about the recognition. Now, because I know that for, me, for this thing to happen, I need people who can pay $1,000 per table. I'm not going to nominate someone who is perhaps worthy, but I know can't afford it. I'm going to be nominating people I know who've got the bag and want to, to uh, you know, want to show themselves off. I'm going now all of a sudden mm. I'm going to have the, the Passion Java Award. Okay. Only because I want him to, ba- to buy the table. Breaking anyway. news. Dan has figured out how the Forbes list works. <laughs> so... This has been a, a long-standing issue. And this is why, you know, there's several people we've spoken to. I remember I had an interview with um, Nasty C on radio, and he sort of touched on this thing as, this, as well. And a lot of people's response are like, I don't, don't be salty. You know, if you don't win, just work harder or whatever. It's like, no, it, that's not what it's about. People are just, that's not to say there aren't any legitimate awards out there. Of course, there's some here and there, of course, but... They got to make money somehow, right? They've got employees. They've got people working. They've got, they got to make money somehow. How are they making their money? And wherever there's money, there's influence. So that's all I'm saying. Awards and awards shows and so on are just, yeah, and, and I'm definitely not saying this because I didn't win any awards recently. I'm just saying. It's all a scam. Yeah. It's all a scam. There's, yeah. Which is why there, there, there are times, well, there, 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 there are things that I've, been featured in there there are articles there are awards there are sometimes i don't even put them on my bio because it'll be very hypocritical of me to do so like be like hey guys i've been multiple award winning and then i come here and i talk smack about awards i know i know what the game is like there are certain awards that are based on like numbers and it's irrefutable and i'm like oh i'm really proud of myself winning that and then some i'm just like nah. So to be fair, like, like this thing that I just described, right? In itself is not wrong. In itself, it's not a bad thing. There's, there's definitely room for recognition for, I mean, because if someone now, let's say, let's say someone from South Africa wants to start working with the Zimbabwean entertainment industry. And they're like, you know what? Actually, there was a Zimbabwean entertainment industry awards. Who could I work with? Who would be the best promoter, for example? Ah, this person's the best promoter. They won the award. Let's work with them. So, I mean, if we That's could create thing. some level of legitimacy um, and integrity to the awards system, if we could uh, demonstrate that, listen, the criteria that was used to select nominees and winners was ABC. Yes, we had to pay our bills, so we had to invite people and charge them. Cool. I, I think like a good compromise would be to attend, you have to pay. But to be nominated, you don't have to pay. The nominations are not based on whether you attend or whether you paid the thousand dollars or not. I feel like that's a that's a good compromise. So obviously you do have to cover your bills and pay and and all of that. I understand, but if you can take away the influence of who paid and who didn't pay, and you can actually create this awards show or awards ceremony, 
and demonstrate that there's a level of integrity and legitimacy to it, then there's definitely room for it. And I think there's actually need for awards shows and certain things. I used entertainment industry just as a general example, but it could be for anything. It could be the music awards. It could be the business awards. It could be the podcasting awards. Ooh, Phil, let's do that. Then we just win every category. <laughs> oh my God. I wasn't expecting this. Oh my gosh. This is so, oh my, I, I, oh my God. I, I mean, I, I haven't got anything planned. Anyway, here's, here's this 20 page acceptance note. Okay. <laughs> So I just want to thank my mom. <laughs> so look, uh, something interesting to think about every time you see someone announce an award, I'm not trying to say awards are not legitimate or it's not good to have awards. There's obviously room and space for awards and it is something to be proud of. If you want an award, be proud of it. All I'm saying is I wish we could take away the money influence from it, which is probably true of almost everything in the world and lean more towards legitimacy and integrity and a lot of times, like a lot of times people are purely going for trying to scam the bag. Other times people are just trying to pay bills. I get it and so on. But a lot of times my idea is just to get as much bag as possible. And I can't tell you how many times I've received an invitation. Please pay this much money to get your nomination. Mm, which actually, uh, when I saw that, I was, I was reminded of, um, Dan, you know, I could be a doctor right now. Honorary but, uh, doctor. I Nagandashaya 4.5. See, but with my 4.5, I could be a doctor. Doctor Fiza. In fact, I still can, I can still redeem it. There's still time. Let's, let's both go. <laughs> so we pay $9,000 just so we can call ourselves doctor. I'm look sure we can. CV, Dan. Dan. You can, you if can need probably visas, get a doctorate. If the Fiza says doctor. Online. Speaking of which, I need Let's a find a way, Mango. Where did Mangujga get his doctorate? Maybe we should also investigate there. I'm about to I'm about to have stress, Philip. I'm trying to get myself a Schengen visa. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna announce too many moves until things are are, are confirmed. But ah uh, that, that green passport of ours is not a strong passport, eh? Nah, it's 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 very weak. Very, very weak passport. Ah, it's, a, it's a very weak passport. Let's move on. Let's do some gaga stories. Um, we discussed the Cobalt and Facebook situation, but it is something interesting to note. Uh, it wasn't just Cobalt. I heard of another story of, I think, was it a Swedish label or something? That was suing Meta for uh, egregious oh, rights abuses. That was a dem- epidemic sound, yes, which is quite ironic because epidemic sound at the center of the fake Spotify accounts debacle. Well, there we go. But uh, let's move, let's move. Let, uh, let's talk about, speaking of passports and visas. Visas. Mm. <laughs> um, Yemi Alade was supposed to be performing in Canada. With my boo, with my baby. She applied for a visa. Well, I guess her team applied for a visa. No, 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 no. This would be the promoter. The promoter would apply for your visa, not them. Well, I mean, I suppose, yeah, yeah, the promoter would apply for the visa. And um, the visa was denied. Reason given? We don't think she'll come back. So this confused me very much because at this juncture, and I'm I'm not casting a speech, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I just want to shed some light on the situation. So to, to give color, so do we. So at this time, we've got Japraiser, who's in Canada with his band. We've got Makadzi with her crew. 
and a myriad of other acts, Samford the Great, who replaced Yemi at this at this festival, and of course Yemi herself. Now, I have no access to these people's finances. You know what I mean? But if I were the visa official who was looking through these people and maybe peruse their social media, peruse their catalogs, peruse what the contracts um, stated vis-a-vis their remuneration, it's my guess that Yemi Day would be the highest paid act amongst all the ones I mentioned. Mm -hmm. So it confused me a great deal because this explanation didn't make sense. Um. And I do, I, I'm thinking that the promoter messed up the application and this is the story that's being spun mm-hmm. or because they messed up the application, they made it seem, because maybe they were trying to flout taxes, for example, and they, they left out a zero or two on how much they're paying Yemi a day. And they were like, ah, guy, you're bringing an artist and you're paying them two, th- you want to pay them 2,000 Canadian dollars? No, me, no. We're new to bear daddy and they d- denied a visa. New visa for you, E. I think that's what happened because this makes no sense at all. So if you want to hear, okay, so the details of the story, as we see it are, the first report came through from a French newspaper in Canada. That newspaper is the one that said or alleged that Yemi Alade was not going to be performing at this festival because she was denied a visa due to financial reasons and for fears that the group wouldn't leave Canada. That's what the newspaper called, um, what's the name of this newspaper? Le Devoir, distributed à la Canade, um, said that, that's what it said. Yemi Alade has said something on her social media. She said, dear media, when you are done using my name as clickbait, add somewhere at the end of your verbatim journalism, add this. International Grammy-winning musician Yemi Alade released a fire tune called Begging. Then add your verbatim. Thanks. So I'm not quite sure what she means by verbatim. Mm. It implies that she was the, the journalist was quoting someone word for word. But yeah. According, I think uh, she's like, meaning the story was aggregated. Like one person, one person reported it and then everyone else just copy and pasted that report. Yes. So, oh, I suppose, yeah. So they, they didn't do their own research. Um, but yeah, so apparently it was... It was, uh, the thought was maybe not that Yemi Alade herself, but her crew that she was traveling with wouldn't leave Canada. So maybe likely what happened, actually, I see your theory. I would add another possibility is maybe Yemi Alade, uh, according to a tech writers, I need to come with five people. I need my manager, my photographer, my stylist, whatever the case is. And um, the, the the promoter would have applied for the visa. Maybe the people at the, at the Canadian uh, embassy, or rather at, at um, the yeah, the Canadian embassy were probably like, cool, we're happy to grant a visa to Yemi and to blah, blah, blah. But this person and this person and this person don't seem like we would feel like they would come back. And then she's like, no, it's either me and my whole crew or none of us. And that could be another possibility. But it's obviously a much better headline to have Yemi Alade denied into Canada because fears of her coming back. <laughs> now, many Zimbabweans will know I this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I've had... I've had several visas denied me with that same reason. We don't think you'll come back. And, you know, the fury is like, like, who do you think you are? You think that you guys are that important, that you're that dope, that you can then decide, oh, we don't think you'll come back. But, uh, you're... <laughs> 
So even with it, you know, I don't know. But the thing that that is confusing, I don't know. Did you see her, her post on Saturday? So she uploaded a photo on Saturday. She since deleted it, but it was a selfie. She was looking ravishing. And then at the location, she she posted Canadian border. <laughs> <laughs> if you are looking for Johnny, <laughs> where is my Johnny? Keep it. Yemi was coming from Paris, so I would also be confused. I'm like, yo, I just I just came from the people that colonized you. Like, why would I come to you guys? I w- if I wanted to leave, I would have stayed there. I stayed by your daddies. Why would I come here? <sighs> it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just unfortunate. But um. I am tired of. Okay, so I was I was doing some research as well as to what are the requirements to enter into Europe, how to get that Schengen visa. I get it. I understand that you know there's people who have made a bad name for us, and I get. I just hate that the dynamic that exists between African countries and European countries is. Please, please, can we come to your country? And the response is, well, you got to prove to me first. It's just so, ah, I hate it. So then why do you keep going there? I want to see. Why do you go? You're not wanted. Um, Have you gone to to Great Zimbabwe? Huh? Huh? (laughs) Have you gone to the Chinoy Caves? I have gone Tarazi to Falls? Zimbabwe. I have gone to the Chinoy Caves. I have seen Mutarazi Falls huh? multiple times. Lovely falls. Have you gone to Ghana? Have you gone to Kenya? Have you gone to Nigeria? Huh? 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 <sighs> Out here just enriching <laughs> the white man. Anyway, Philip, why the do you Jews want to keep dunking on NFTs? The Jews let their six times. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, NFTs are down. People are sad. Why do you want to keep dunking on them? <laughs> Why do you have this now talking points? You're kicking a man while he's down. I want to, uh, I want to keep a record because the Simba no towers. Fam, you, you know NFTs are in a bad state. When a gaming company, a gaming company, that makes Minecraft a game where kids build little worlds and do little things like it's infinite possibilities where people make livings out of building Minecraft architecture, Minecraft accounts, Minecraft, Minecraft mini games within Minecraft. People make a living doing this. And Mojang's like, yeah, that's fine, guys. We love it. Create. It's great. And then someone's like, oh. What if we made like Minecraft NFTs? Most are like, hell no. Never. Not Minecraft, watch, incidentally, buddy. is the highest selling video game of all time. And mm. um, if Minecraft is not going to jump on NFTs, then, uh, well, there we go. So, just, just to let y'all know, if, if you're a big Minecraft fan, you're not going to see NFTs anytime soon. That's sad. That's unfortunate. Congratulations to Dr. Tiwa Savage, who has uh, received her honorary doctorate at uh, the University of Kent. She was crowned at Canterbury Cathedral last week. Congratulations. This is terrible timing. 
Considering we just spoke about paying for I know. <laughs> <laughs> at least, no, but at least this is a legitimate organization. The University of Kent, we know it exists. We know they do honorary doctorates. <laughs> oh, here's something interesting. We don't, we don't know if you have to pay, though. We don't know if you have to pay. But still, I mean, it's a, it's a legitimate organization with some level of legitimacy behind it. So even if you had to pay, at least they don't just give everyone a doctorate, I'm sure. Um, Microsoft, uh, sorry, multi-choice group have announced the Sound Factory producer panel members, or who they call some mm-hmm. of the best in the South African entertainment industry. They're going to be introducing the Sound Factory, um, where, you know, I guess they will be able to discover the next big hit, hit makers. And uh, part of their panel include Uncle Waffles, centrally placed. <laughs> it's amazing how this, this is this, no, of Dan, your life just... Dan, this is, this is the thing. I, so, like, on this panel, you've got Hope Master. Yes. Zuso Mega. Chimuma Panka. Cow in the Cut. These are all producers, musicians that I'm familiar with that have been doing this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And then front and center, you have Uncle Waffles. And wow. I mean, you get it. I mean, obviously it's marketing, you know, it is what it is. Um, and you know, in that meeting, they were like, guys, it's all men. We need to have a woman. Someone who's popping at the moment. And no disrespect to Uncle Waffles, but I mean, you're still young in the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, it's like, I know it's not exactly the same thing, but it's like if, if the voice or Britain's got talent or America's got talent or whatever the case was, or idol South Africa were to decide to have um, young Stunner as one of the judges, there's absolutely no doubt you're a talented artist who's had hit songs. Young Stunner has... Young Stan has two more albums than Uncle Waffles. What yeah, are you saying? Which is even <laughs> even worse. But I'm saying we would all recognize that my man's are still young in the game. At some point in the future, he would be a respected judge of musical talent. For now, you just got here, yo. You are the one being judged, even though you're successful so far. So, but it's funny to watch. But you know what? I, I, again, I know I can I can already foresee the. I can already see what kind. Like they sat down and they were like, "Yeah, so we're going to announce. We need a woman in there." You know. And is, is, like, all these other people are producers, right? Yep. Uncle, Uncle Waffles is a DJ. Okay, all right. Cool, but it'll be interesting to watch. And again, I'm not trying to, I, 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 I hate, I want to support. I don't want to sound like a hater. So I'm not, I'm not mad that this is happening. I'm just pointing out something that seems a little weird. But hopefully the Sound Factory is uh, successful. And it helps to really boost the creative industry. And we're going to see some more excellent hits in the near future. Okay. Um, someone robbed. Dan, we uh, need cleaner transitions. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, this is actually hilarious. You know, you're not going to skip over this. You're not going to skip over this. This, this was Coffee, hilarious. Right, cool. Dan, did you see the video? I did not. What happened? <laughs> There's a video. <laughs> There's a video of a bishop who is blinged out. My man's got like two thick Cuban link chains. He's got the bracelet. He's got the rings, and he's uh, he's on the pulpit. And there's a live stream, and he's he's talking about the devil. 
um, putting obstacles in your way. And the timing was, Mwah! as he says that, you just see him duck. And then you see people clad in balaclavas coming in. And it's, oh, okay, they're robbing. But the issue is, he was too, like, immediately just laid down. You know what I mean? Ah, what was he supposed and to then, do? It was, it was just, you need to watch the video. And you have to watch. In fact, wait, let me see if I can find the video. So we can do a live watching. Because this is a is must-see TV, Dan. I can't believe you, you haven't seen this video yet. Yeah. Ah, shame. There's no video here. Ah, unfortunate. Anyway. What I found more hilarious is after being robbed, and keep in mind, these people rob, come in to rob the church, but they only steal his stuff and the deacons. They don't rob the rest of the congregation. They don't bother going for the tithes. Well, I they mean, they know the pastor's already done that, so... Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> they don't they don't bother doing that. They, they just go for his jewelry, and then he comes out and he's like, "Yeah, this guy stole a million dollars worth of jewelry off me." Uh, okay, here's, here's million dollars of jewelry. Yo, yo, all right, 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 all right, all right. Yo, all right. Oh, here all we right. go. Here's Dan watching it now, straight down. Mm-hmm. You see, you see what I'm saying, like. <laughs> He knew he knew the drill a little too well. <laughs> what the guy in the back is just sitting watching. Yo, if mining his business was a person, yo. <laughs> so he was on the pulpit. He's like, all right, all right, all right. He gets on the floor. These guys come up, help themselves to his jewelry. Mm. Apparently, millions of I mean, dollars worth of jewelry. Yeah, that wasn't a million dollars of jewelry. And then the, the, the part that kills me is he, he then did um a fa- an Instagram live after it with more jewelry. <laughs> I hope they take that from him too. <laughs> How much are y'all giving your pastors? Keep in mind, this pastor, by the way, this is an impoverished church in Brooklyn. He has a Rolls Royce as well as over a million dollars worth of jewelry. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <sighs> so... It's that time of year, Philip, where uh, former U.S. President uh, Barack gets paid a lot of money. Hussein Obama no. puts out his summer playlist. He also puts out his summer reading list, um, and it's a huge deal because a lot of people obviously follow him. So this is a, an endorsement. You get on that Barack Obama summer playlist, you're probably going to get on a lot of other playlists. You're going to get a lot of streams. So uh, Barack Obama's summer playlist has been revealed. What's that? I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think he do you think he gets paid for this list? I think so. Okay. So, I think so. I, 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 let so me you think, think how. He's, you think he's running his playlist the way the the somewhat somewhat something awards are running their award show? No, I do think that he he I do think that he listens to all these songs and I do think that he will have ultimate final say on what he wants to include in the list and not include in the list. But there is no way there's, you tell me there's no way label money or something is involved in this. No ways. No ways. It has to be some way, somehow. I, what I want, I want to be the person who curates for him. Like Mr. Obama, sir, I've got 20 songs for you that I think will do well on your summer playlist. Please go through them tonight. Let me know tomorrow. I'm sure that's what goes on. Uh, on the list so of forty-four you, you, songs, you think you think he listens? To, he's listening to music for sushi restaurant because you know that song is about, right? 
what's I have in this It's a follow on from it's a follow up from dude then. What what is sushi? Think about it. I, I am yes, uh-huh. Are you talking about mm. Harry Styles? So music? you think I mean, you know, yeah. a lot of this stuff is not it's not it's it's like very subtle you know what i mean it's not direct so you can it's like listening to watermelon sugar huh? in your head you're just like mm, fruits you see but anyway on his list of course beyonce is first on his list but apart from that there are several african artists which is very exciting for example burner boys last last not surprising at all is uh is available there think, he's got coffee think, on there so mm-hmm. so then 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 let me let me pick the picture you think he's like <clears throat> michelle Come over here. I want you to listen to this uh, new song. I'm really loving it. I'm I'm loving it. And it goes something like this. I need big boats and shy hoes. I need big boats and shy hoes. He's also listening to Fiennes. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's cool that he's got African songs on there. I feel like. I feel like that's a big deal. We once spoke about how once there's a difference between people in America listening to African music. You get what I mean? Like, oh, I'm trying out African music. And then there's a point where it's, you're not listening to African music. You're listening to the the song you like now. It's actually just mainstream. We are definitely in that era now. So yeah, congratulations mm-hmm. to all the the artists, especially the African artists and the black artists that featured on Barack Obama's summer playlist, which by the way, doesn't only include new music. It's also got some old stuff on there. Um, you know, stuff from Aretha Franklin and Rakim and stuff. Sorry, I, I preempted the next segment. Sorry. No, great. Excellent. Straight into it. We back outside. Um, quite a few things to talk about. First of Hold all, on. we got the dates for Jacaranda Music Festival. Okay, yeah, sorry. Now, now, now we're good to go. <laughs> the Jacaranda Music Festival has been announced. Uh, well, at least the dates have been announced. I'm quite surprised because it is like just now. And we, we well, the only thing that we've received so far is the title sponsor. Um, surely you'd want to announce the acts and stuff. It's not, I suppose it's still a ways down. It's 7 to 9 October. Old Hararian Sports Club. The title sponsor will be Stanbic Bank. Um, so we look forward to the Jacaranda Music Festival. Traditionally, it's been a very nice festival. Um, uh, I remember when they had... Uh, uh, um, oh, my goodness. Uh, jazz, South African jazz guy who died. Yuma Sekela. You mean Yuma Sekela? Did yeah. you just reduce yeah. Yuma Se- the great Yuma Sekela to South African jazz guy? That's what you just did. I didn't reduce him. I'm trying to get, remind you with prompts so that you can can remember the name because the name had just escaped my head. Wow. So it's going to be very interesting to see um, the uh, the acts that are coming out for the Jacaranda Music Festival. Traditionally, Two Broke Twimbos have been uh, aligned and associated with the Jacaranda Music Festival, especially with the... So, we are just festival hosts. Then which festival are we not aligned to? That's true. Uh, especially with the workshops. Uh, I quite enjoy the workshops. That's where I met Munya, by the way. Munya at Sony at the, at the Jack Rana Music Festival 2018, maybe, or something. So that will be something to look forward to. Also, ah, our queen, who's been airing me on that interview, which was promised. Hmm. Yeah, didn't you say call Friday? What happened? What happened? This, this Friday. It's, it's supposed to be this Friday. I, 
Eh. <laughs> you you get no respect in these streets. No. I told you. I, I like I think at some point me I need to start throwing my weight around, guys. Because Murundi Jaira, not you Shasha, but your 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 booking agent or whoever it is. Anyway, but Shasha. But I told is, you then you need to you need to you need to be less Dan Wokalet. You just for do you know what you need to do? You know that episode of of Seinfeld when George starts doing everything opposite and things just work out amazing for him? You need to do the same just for one day. Just go against your instincts and see what happens. Let's try. Uh, Shasha <laughs> is going to be the main act at Fiesta Fiesta on the 28th of August. I believe there's two Fiesta Fiestas in August. No, she's uh, not. The, she's, she, uh, well, she's also going to be, well, she, she can't be the main act because Nasty C is at that, that same one. Oh, is that the one with Nasty C? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. By the way, are you sure yeah. Nasty C is at it or is this not a replacement? I don't know. Let's, I'll find let's out. See. But yeah, there's another, there's, uh, I think the 11th of August, I believe is, or maybe the, whichever date it is, uh, is the one with Dib and Gogo and, and Squaw. Squaw! And when is, when mm. is uh, TXC, uh, Pabi Cooper? That is the 12th. Ish. And Dali Wonga. And Dali Wonga. Ah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a packed August. Unplugged is also in August. Uh, august we shall be august in august we'll be august i have uh you know i have a lot of things that we are going to be ah there's too many things philip but we're back outside here's a very interesting story mm. that i came across in our back outside <laughs> section um chipas well-known music promoter his real name patson chimboza he has been putting together events for years. In fact, Chipa's promotions has been a, by, a byline in Zimbabwe for a long time. Chipa's is putting together a Soldier Love tribute. A tribute gig that's coming up. Uh, he is not going to allow any recording or photography at the concert. The reason is, he says, uh, he said content creators were fleecing him and pocketing money out of his promotions company investments. It has come to our attention that video, uh, videographers and photographers <laughs> use our content that we have worked hard to create. This content is now being used for personal gains and is being used without our approval. So as a way to curb such unbecoming behavior, <laughs> we, will, we will not allow any form of recording during our shows. Anyone who wishes to record must make prior arrangements with our team before the date of the function. So, 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 Chippers believes just because he pays for a performance, <laughs> he now owns all the rights surrounding that performance and the work therein. It's actually quite surprising. Is he, is he saying that, unless he's saying, I want to be the one to record and I'm, I'm paying people to come and record the show and I want to put it up on my, so, on my pages, but then everyone else is like, oh, I was at the show and they recorded, they did a Dan. You I mean, can't control that. It's a public performance. It's in a public venue. So apparently, this was this was uh, in the in the online publication Express Mail Zim, um, a very reputable, very reputable institution. Music critics who spoke to Express Mail Zim on condition of anonymity said that Chipa's sudden phobia of cameras emanates from his horrific Sting show, which was at the City Sports Center, which was marred by violence. And he is not keen to have such ugly incidents be visually documented. 
but I find that to be quite funny. He wants to ban people from taking photos and videos at his concerts. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Good luck. So you know what this is going to mean? It's just going to mean it, uh, um, bouncers are going to be hitting phones out of people's hands. <laughs> you can't stop me. You can't not allow. Excuse you. You don't have the rights to allow me or not allow me to record. Unless you made me sign a contract uh, or something. Yeah. If I if 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 I if I was still in my aggressive adversarial, you you better try this with me. I I I'd, I'd actually go to this and just pull out my phone, just see what they do. But I'm old now. I'm wary. Life has worn me down. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, so Philip, um, what a what a time to be a nerd. What a time to be a nerd. Um, a I think there's a lot. Time. Mm. Phase four is not oh. phase fouring, but I tried watching Miss Marvel. Yo. Okay. So, can I just I want to address the Miss Marvel situation. I thought and felt exactly the same you did, same way you did. Miss Marvel was clearly made for a young target audience. Um I I'm not like other people who feel like every Marvel show or movie has to follow the same template, right? I I'm happy for people to have completely stylistic differences. I'm happy to have horror and comedy and you know, and drama and, you know, like a difference. Not everything has to be the same, the same um, template for a comic book movie. So I'm happy that there are other shows. I'm happy that there's a show which has this kind of weird sort of stylistic vibe to it. And it's clearly for kids. And, you know, it's got, it's got um, different, different groups of people. I mean, it's based, the part of this show happens in Karachi and whatever. That's dope. But hey, it was difficult to watch for me at first. But once I so got over the let hump, me, let me, let, once I got over the hump, I got quite into it. I must say. Let, let me let, let me say why I disagree with that then, mm. because there's a multitude of content made for kids that I enjoy. To this day, I still watch Spun like episodes of SpongeBob. I've never watched. I'll watch them. Right, Mm-mm. Teen Titans Go, made for kids. I love it. Han Solo, that those shows on Disney Plus, like The Mandalorian. It's made for two, two, two sets of audiences, the old fans and young new fans. It's like Clone Wars. And to me, Miss Marvel was just, I, I couldn't get, get a beat. Like it was, Moon Knight I, wasn't I, great either. I understand. Moon Knight started so promising. Like it started, it was like, oh, this looks like it'll be dope. And then by like episode three, you're like, oh my God. This is Ash, kind of- there were more plot holes than the grains of sand in the, in, in those <laughs> dunes, bruh. It's like, okay, I, I'm just going to finish it because, you know, it's Marvel, but, uh, Miss Marvel yeah, was like, little- up to episode three. Yeah. Like you're invested. I was just like, ah, Miss Marvel so was I'm different for me. Good things about Thor. And that's what about, I'm worried about. I said, I'm not hearing good things about Thor. That's oh, okay. why I've, I've just been hesitant. I'm like, oh, no. Did you like so, Ragnarok? Yeah, phase four. No, I told you this then. You, oh, you didn't Ragnarok. like Ragnarok. Yeah, so you won't like Thor. Ragnarok to me was, Ragnarok was too lighthearted for me. Like, there was incredible tragedy in that movie. And, and I think they missed an opportunity to explore that. I, th- I, I, th- for me, Ragnarok is one of the best MCU movies because of that. Because of that tragedy while lighthearted. At the, like, that, the mix of the two things somehow made it dope or better for me. And at the same time, I think the previous Thor movies was an attempt at trying to be tragic and dark and so on. And it's, it just didn't work. And I yeah, think this no, Thor, with this actor, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was both Thor's were kind of trash, and they tried to be so serious. Anyway, going back to Miss nah, Marvel, the first Thor was um, dope. I loved the first Thor. The first Thor was dope. I think Miss Marvel was. By the time I got to the end of the show, I was like, you know what? This actually wasn't bad. It's not the best Disney Plus show, I wouldn't say. Um, and definitely by like episode three, four, I felt like it was such a chore. Like, oh my god. But like, sort of just getting over that hump, I was like, okay, all right, okay, okay, okay. and I kind of got into it. But Aish, I, I won't lie, the start was difficult. I it took me a long time to watch that. Um, and I kind of agree with you. Phase four isn't phase fouring as it should, but <laughs> I think Black Panther is going to fix things because the trailer. Again, I was worried. Like, how are they going to do this whole? Chadwick Boseman's no longer there. Shuri has been acting out. Freaking, you know, Letitia Wright has been weird. Um, and then now, in retrospect, Black Panther was a great movie, but it wasn't the greatest. But uh, and that's that's another thing. I I can enjoy a bad movie as long as something resonates. Yeah. Like with Black Panther, the storyline was good. The character development was good. The accents were absolute ass-ass. Like, oh God, oh, terrible. But we, we accepted it because we're like, yo, this is dope. This representation. Like, if we lived in a world where there was a lot more black cinema being made, we probably would have looked at it with a more critical lens. Yeah. But we couldn't afford to because it was so rare. So we enjoyed it. And that's kind of why... I feel, I actually really felt bad about Miss Marvel. I was like, sha. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Asians. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pakistanis who, who are looking to get represented right now. Because to, to be fair, they actually did represent Pakistanis. Well. Like I grew up with Pakistani friends. I'm like, that's exactly how Mrs. Mm. I'm not going to say her name. That's exactly what she do. And to be but, fair, they like they 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 because they hired uh, um, East Asian directors. I don't know who it was, um, and they like they actually part of the story happens in Pakistan, and it was really dope to watch and be like, oh, this is a completely different culture, and it's not told from the lens of a white person. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just this is what we're doing. It's not ooh a white person experiencing this for the first time. It's just this is just what's happening. It just is what it is. It's a different culture. And I love that. But like you were saying, I get it, Phil. And I actually understand what, if people wouldn't like it and wouldn't enjoy it. But I got to a stage where I kind of started enjoying it. And at first I was like, oh my God, I can't. Uh. But I got to a stage where I was like, nice. Um, anyway, um, at San Diego Comic-Con, Marvel announced, hmm. uh, first of all, they announced Black Panther. In fact, let me open the full list of the things that they announced. Uh, Black Panther is going to be coming the out. Panda. The strength of the Black Panther. Uh, mm. Black Panther will be coming out on. We have been the... joined by a patron ten. Oh, hello, patrons, patrons! On can, the eleventh of November. We can tell this is the first time because she's trying to figure out what's going on. Like well, the train's moving, bro. You just got to hop on board. Okay, there's no, board, there's no, there's no warm up, nothing. In. We're gone. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be rude and interrupt. Like Danny was like doing voices and talking about Black Panther. I have respect. Are you? Uh, have you forgiven us? Are we in your good books once again? You know, Danny, I never had a problem with you. <laughs> How old is it me? I was the problem. Yes, yes all is forgiven. 
<laughs> well, I am glad. Welcome back, Tiso. We are glad to have you with us. <laughs> Thanks. I I don't know what possessed me to come on here, but here we are. Are you, are you a fan of of comic book movies of Marvel, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Not really. I mean, they're there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I appreciate wow. them. Did you enjoy wow. Black Panther? You know what I do love about them? Yeah. I love that people make a lot of money mm. from them. Mm. And I would love to participate mm. in that element of it. Look at this late stage capitalist. Did you enjoy, did you enjoy Black Panther? I loved, I, you know what I loved about Black Panther? I mean, I, the trailer is dope AF, but what I loved about the first movie was I was the like accents. chilling here. The black scent. The, uh, Okay, that accent is is troublesome because I found out on like watching the Daily Show when Chad Chadwick Boseman was on there talking about his like how he prepared and stuff, and like Trevor Noah, who is trifling for doing this, says something to the effect of, "Oh, so I understand you based your accent on Madiba," and I was like, "Madiba, who? Like, you sounded." Nigerian, you guys. I did, am I the only one who thought that? Like that, everyone except for Lupita Nyong'o sounded <laughs> West African in that movie. I was but shocked. You to guys find out understand it was what they did was they had to enca- encapsulate all of Africa, so they got people with Nigerian accents and they made them speak closer, and then they made them go round through East Africa and then down through the bottom. I think it's it's great because everyone was represented fully, and I love that. I love it for Mark. And you have to understand, our our queen Danai there, I'm sure she wanted to raise her voice, but she was like, listen, I just got my foot through the door. I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers. Maybe by the second movie, I can start saying, hey guys, um, let's not say the strength of the Black Panther. And let's, you know, that's true. You know know what I'd love, Dan? You know what I'd love? I love like Danai goes like full Zimax and she's like... (laughs) <laughs> no, but okay, but Phil, you know, what? yeah, I love my country, but let's be realistic. You can't be facing Thanos with a Zim accent. It does, it doesn't work. I'm sorry. Uh, I think Thanos, it, I you can't live with your gauntlet. Let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in Zimba, okay? Anyway, Jaco yeah. Fiso, we were just talking about uh, the new the new movies announced by Marvel, uh, and we were discussing how we were a little worried about the current Phase Four plans of Marvel. They're kind of mad, but you know, with the announcements, it looks interesting. Are you, are you interested in She Hulk, Philip? So, do I, do I want to watch Ali McBeal if she fell into a pot of green paint? I think it'll be nice. I think I I like. Doing different things. I like, and sometimes you don't, you fail, you don't hit the mark. Cool. But it advances the story. Mutant legal. I can't believe the biggest announcement in Marvel movies since, since the Thanos uh, post-credit scene came in the, in the post-credit scene of Miss Marvel. It's not a spoiler because it doesn't do anything don't. to the show itself. But the reason Miss Marvel is different, according to the announcement, is someone looks at her as like, you have a mutation. And in the background, you hear, and then it fades to black. What? Why would you ruin that for me? I haven't watched it yet. Why would you? Oh, this bastard. What? What? Mutants are coming to the MCU. No, no. but speak, speaking of mutants, 
So I was watching the the trailer and the, the moment I saw the water birth, I was like, oh snap, they bring it in Namor. Yeah. Lo and behold, Namor's coming through. And see, so Fiso, I don't know if you know this, you know, but, yeah. but Namor is the first what? Let's see if you know. Remember when I said I know nothing about MCU or comic okay. book movies? Like that wasn't that wasn't me doing a bit. Okay, that was here's me a clue. Here's a clue. My That's great. Okay. Yeah, Namor is called it. Marvel's first mutant. Not in, okay. not in chronological order, because the first mutant in chronological order would have been Apocalypse. But the first mutant introduced to the, mm. to the Marvel Universe was Namor. Yes. Namor is the equivalent of mm. Aquaman, but in Marvel. Yes. Well, he, he, he dates back to the 1930s, before Marvel Comics was even formed. So we, we, we have debated breath because his, his introduction... To the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and particularly the storyline versus Wakanda, uh, takes us back to the 2015 run of Black Panther, where Namor flooded Wakanda and raided them for their vibranium. So I hope to see how much of this content from the comics makes it into the movie. Many people don't know actually that Namor uh, sometimes referred to as the Submariner. Because he's sub the marine, uh, Namor. Namor has had Namor is part of the Atlanteans, but we don't expect that they'll be referred to as the Atlanteans in the Marvel universe because DC bought the rights. There's too but much. You notice in the trailer, in the trailer, and also in the comic books, other Atlanteans were blue, but because he was a mutant and he could breathe both underwater and on land without a mask. He was the ruler of these people. So, once again, to take it further, to take it further, Namor, in the comic book continuity, Namor was half Atlantean, half human, so he had the benefits of film describes. But, at the same time, in the MCU, it looks like they're going to be using Mayan history, the Aztecs and the Mayans, to give a, a little bit of a background for who Namor is. So now there's going to be a rivalry between the Africans who live in Wakanda and the Atlanteans. And we don't know yet what they're going to be called. The Atlanteans and the Africans are going to have a rivalry. There's going to be a war. And it looks like Namor is going to be charged with the one who killed the previous Black Panther. It's a very exciting time. Yes. And keep in mind, by the way, they've been setting this up since phase three. If you recall, a throwaway scene in Avengers Endgame where Okoye is on the conference call and she says there's been a disturbance under sea. That could very well have been Namor planting the seeds for his attack on Wakanda. Or Okoye's intervention could have alerted him to the Wakanda technology and their vibranium. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait. Keeping up with our nerd theme, there were two other other trailers that came out this week. That have us very excited. First oh, of all, it's been, a, it's been a glorious week. It's been Amazon a glorious week. Bought the rights, and not even the full rights, by the way, but they bought partial rights to Lord of the Rings for one billion dollars. And then they Come invested. On, 
One billion dollars. One billion dollars. And uh, they then invested billion dollars. <laughs> and then they invested a similar amount into the development of a television show that will be on uh, Amazon, Amazon uh, Prime Video. Mm-hmm. And, then, and this TV show is called. And then streaming crashed just before its release. <laughs> no, but no, absolutely, people are going to sign up for this one. Uh, um, <laughs> And um, oh. and the the trailer for this uh, for this new show uh, was just released. It's called uh, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Oh my goodness! Why didn't I write this down? Okay, wait. Let me mm, you you see what happens? Dan starts touching women, and then he forgets names of Lord of the Rings programming. Rings of this power. This is what Dan. I told you. Abstinence is the key. Look at this. You're losing your brain capacity, my friend. This is unacceptable. It's called The Rings of Power. The trailer dropped. Mm-hmm. And uh, people what are upset. What are the first prime numbers, Dan? Give me the first prime numbers. Come on. Let's just, let me just make sure you're still sharp. One, three, seven. Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, you bastard. Uh, she's uh, ruined you. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did you watch the? Did you care about Lord of the Rings at all, Sifisa? You know, I think it's at this point that I should just log off. No, please and, remain. Uh, we want we 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 want to see if we're connecting with our audience. So I, you will I, recall I that in the first bad. age, in the first age, Malcor, known by his enemies as Morgoth, the original evil one, um, mm-hmm. he started. The, the the rivalry between the dark side and the light side is a long story. Um, Sauron, in Wait, fact, was only Lord a servant. Yes, yes. Lord, Lord of the Rings is part isn't of an anthology like the, series. Isn't that like no? That, the Hobbit. The Hobbit's the first one. That that's like. Isn't that right? No, the Hobbit was the second. So no, listen. There's still like, there's a book before that. Isn't it like Star Wars where they're not in order? But like, isn't the Hobbit? Am I making that up? No, no, no. The My Hobbit bad. is a prequel. No, you're right. The Hobbit is a okay. prequel to Lord of the Rings, but okay. that's already in the third age. In Back in the first age, you see, Melkor was a second in power only to... I forgot his name. And he was, he was the chief evil. He was the devil, if you would. And it was actually, okay. Sauron was only Melkor's servant. So the chief antagonist in Lord of the Rings, the big eye... That looks like a woman's body part is actually just a servant to the original evil. So it looks like this is going to, you know, like, like explore some of the, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to go all the way back to Malcor and Morgoth, but there'll be some, some throwback scenes as is shown in the teaser. And what the most interesting part to me in this whole story was Amazon paid $1 billion for the rights to Lord of the Rings. And they didn't even get all of the rights. They can't show certain things in the show. Like what? How much does it cost? But apparently, a lot. Well, because Warner Brothers still has them. Hmm? No, but part of part of those rights belong to Warner Brothers. Is it Warner Brothers? It, yes, Warner that's, Brothers. That's just wild. It's wild. And at the same time, we also got uh, a prequel show to Game of Thrones. Okay, Game of Thrones. All right, Sifis. Ah, we're not I watching. Have fam. Watched, I have watched that. To be fair, I mean, okay. I kind, yeah, kind of. I think I stopped at season four. You made a good call. Interesting. Do, do you know? Do you know what's a good thing? It's a good thing that Sviso's job does not rely on like creative industries mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. keeping abreast 
of what people are doing in the performing arts in any manner, shape or form. You, you know, know what I mean? You know, I, hmm. I just want to say for anyone listening that Phil, that was sarcasm <laughs> and that Phil is being trifling right now. Like what? Phil, sarcastic. You, me, but me, sarcastic. That is never, how dare you. I'm, I'm just glad that on this podcast, character. you've really showed, you've showed your interest in just basically the, the world of film and how plugged in you are to what's going on. And that if, if there if were any director. Theater, if you want to talk about theater and what's happening in the theater scene, I would love, I would love, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So welcome to my world, Phil. <laughs> Welcome All right, let me let me see. Tomorrow. Okay, um, um, Aish, how do we how do we make a a connection here? Okay, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to find a what? connection between what we're talking about and the world that she's interested in. It's just very difficult. Oh man, anyway, no, keep talking. <laughs> long story short, well, um, Game of Thrones are going to be releasing. Well, rather, there is going to be uh, on. I believe it's HBO. There's going to be a uh, Game of Thrones prequel called House of the Dragon that is that examines the House Targaryen during what was called the Blackfire Rebellion. Uh, you can read all about it in uh, I think it's called Blood and Fire, the prequel book. Uh, Are you going to watch this then? I mean, let's see. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Yo, it's 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 incredible how a terrible half season can kill everything. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Oh, we're we're joined by Vincent. Oh, and is he with Melissa? Hello. It's just Vincent. Hello, Vini. Why do you have, why do you guys have a joint Zoom account? What's going on there, buddy? So you know when you get when married, you, you know <laughs> when you when you get to a stage where you're married and uh, you know you share Beautiful. your life with someone. Beautiful. So so when she leaves for work, does she go with your gonads with her, or she packs them? Do you get to keep them. His little, oh, his that's little good. Bag in for safe, handbag. for safe keeping. That's, safe that's keeping. cute. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent, are you are you a fan of Marvel? Marvel, yes. Are you excited about Black Panther and any of the new movies coming up? Have you paid any attention to the announcements? Oh yeah, no, very excited with this whole the whole Phase Four is ending when ended this year, and then um, the strange one is that's Phase Six where they're going to have two Avengers movies in one year. That's going to be quite interesting. Wow. So, you know, the, this Daddy, feels so validating. Oh, my Daddy, God. <laughs> Daddy, can you hide? Like, that feels like, you know, like when... One of us doesn't belong here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it, feels like, it feels like that pile, but it's how I imagine that people feel when their parents clearly have a favorite. And like... <laughs> But you, Vincent, my son. <laughs> I, I was like, you could try and hide that. You could try and hide that. And you know what? I am going to log off. No, because... don't log off. No, stay on because we've got some music we want to share with you. Okay. Yeah, we're about to All wrap right. up anyway. We're, we're, we're okay. wrapping up. All right. Um, thank you, Vincent, for validating our interest in, in nerdy things because other people here are too cool for Marvel and they probably only watch black and white foreign films. You know, but anyway, French, <laughs> French part of like, if it doesn't have subtitles, he's not interested. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it's interesting. Anime. You know, like anime subtitles. Uh, no. Uh, no, no, of course not. 
Animation? No. No, She follows the classical works of Pierre Renoir in his (laughs) 8 millimeter renditions. (laughs) You have to understand that he was completely high on LSD the entire time. Um, Look at the pain he moths through the lens. He rubbed his, his, his hand all over the lens. That blare gives us the blare of life. So, right, ladies and gentlemen, I have great news for you. We're going we're gonna to play some music now. I have an exclusive, a major song that's only coming out on Friday, but we have the privilege of having received it. It's uh, Charlie mm. Kay featuring Gemma Griffiths and Casper Your Vest. Um, if you'll recall, there was a, a picture going around sometime where we saw Gemma in the studio with Casper Your Vest. And people were like, what? what? So the song mm. is officially releasing on Friday, but we have, the, we have the exclusive. So we get to, to put some judgment on it today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ready, are you ready? Okay, just make sure that the the volume is loud, everyone is ready. Uh, I'm gonna increase my volume here just just for just just for you. This is the most anticlimactic thing. Like, after let's go, guys. Here it's we quite go. Silly. The moment's passed. The moment's passed. Talk too much, they my chat man. We don't want drama. Calm down. We just let calm. Come round. See me now. When you see me now. I hope everyone heard Gemma saying, man, don't move on his lonesome. Salah, Salah. Now we're going to hear Casper on your vest's mm-hmm. verse. Well, I'm, I'm just going to fast forward to it so we can, we, can, we can hear it. Wow, are you fast forwarding over the person whose song this is? Yeah, yeah I mean, because wow, this is just a, an experience. We're just going to hear it and yeah. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? 
Raskas, Raskas on the beat, man. Mad thing, man. He that represent for the Jamaicans all over the nation. <laughs> so, <laughs> I actually think this is a really dope song. I think Charlie K is incredibly talented as a producer and as an artist. And they do great music together with Gemma. And when I first heard Casper, I was like, what is he doing? But I, it kind of goes, you know? It's kind of like, okay. It kind of goes with the song. What do you guys think? I like it. But I'm, I'm not sure about the Casper, yeah. but what? Um, I might need to have to listen to it again when you guys put it on the playlist. Because, yeah, the Casper part isn't just... Yeah. <laughs> what I, do you I, think will, I will be editing... I will be editing this song myself. <laughs> really? Like you don't like the beat? No, he's... No, uh, please, no, just, please don't ask too many questions. Casper is a fan. I'm just, just going to remove a few elements that I feel would be better served in the recycle bin. <laughs> But the song itself is, I love it. I just, oh, you know, this one. Okay, you know, just a, just a, just a little incision needs to be made. Just a quick, you know, okay. just open up audition. Just, I see. I see. I, see. I mean, so guys, we'll, come on. Come on. We'll just go from one chorus to, to the next chorus immediately. We'll just, <laughs> I think, I actually turn think that chorus into a 16 well bars. That come on, be, guys. I think I like Gemma's tone. I think that I just love I love her vocals. I think she sounds great. As always, Mm. uh, Gemma is a fave. Um, I have a ton of new music as well. I'm just trying to figure out what to play for you first. Uh, Ooh, okay. Some of this stuff we played last week because I I got the, the the music committee at work to send us all the new music as well. So I'd like to share that with you. But uh, let me play for you. This is a song. This is an Afrotech song. I don't know when it came out, but it is new. And uh, I got I got a chance to listen to it today, and I was like, "Yo, these songs, these songs are dope." Um, let me play this one for you. This song is called "Setimo." Dan, are you, are you are you doing those things where you, you haven't even listened to the song yet, and then now I've got to take it off the place because it's it's ass. Come on, no, 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 no. I, listen, I listened to this today. This was dope. Just gonna fast forward real quick.
this is a kid from Bloweo. His name is Sims Masuku. He's on the production along with someone. That's what I was trying to read. His name is Relio Viek or something like that. And I think it's pretty dope. I really like his stuff. Zim kid with the production. Yeah. Or at least part of the production. I don't know the exact breakup of how they did it, but it's Rielo Viek and Sims Masuku. Sims Sims Masuku is a producer in Bloweo. Sounds dope. Pretty dope, right? There's more, there's more, there's more. This is another, this was, uh, this was dope as well. Yeah, 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 this was nice. This was nice. This was nice. Like Afrotech vibes. This is dope, right? This yeah. is dope. Yeah, it's fire. His name is Hit Kid. <laughs> He's 23 years old from Bulawayo. Of uh, course he is. Hey. City of Kings. I was trying to remember. I was trying to remember where I, I heard the song from. I just remember one of the guys I, I, I signed just did a remix of this. Actually, mm. this is, I got a I got a bag from these Bulawayo artists, and they're killing it, yo. Uh, Wait, you got a bag? Did you hear that, Vincent? He said he got a bag. You heard that, right, guys? You, said, you, yeah. you already said, right? <laughs> a bag of that. music, he said he got guys. A bag. A bag so that equipment uh, famous for Kandoro should be coming through again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a bag of music, guys. A bag of music. Um, let me leave. Okay, let me leave that one maybe for, for the end of the podcast uh, if we don't have anything else. But I think, that, oh, in fact, no, screw it. I'm going to play it. Another one. Another one. Check it out. 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 Ah, 
Again, this dude's name is Sensei featuring Tsepo. The song is called Njalo Nje. Again, City of Kings. Dope, right? I mean, I don't want to influence your views, but isn't it great? I don't want to ask leading questions, but yeah, I thought it was pretty dope. I I listened to the stuff today. I was like, damn, this stuff is dope. So it's it's new music that came through to the radio station and and we had a chance to listen to today. And I was like, give me me, please for the podcast. All right, guys, yeah, let's go to a vote. Do you guys want to listen to an unreleased remix or an unreleased song? I didn't challenge you. I feel like it's not a competition. Unreleased remix. Unreleased remix? All right. Because I have access to way right. more new music, so I don't know if you really want to make it a competition. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I'm not even gonna say what song it is. Just Shazam that is gonna is gonna pop in your Shazam. But uh 2022 Muchachema. By 2023, you guys are gonna be fed up of me, guys. You're gonna be fed up. You're gonna be like, damn it. What's the point <laughs> of just playing a song and saying I'm not even gonna tell you what that is? It's called building anticipation. Shazam, just Shazam and Shazam will be like, okay, we haven't recognized this. We're gonna figure out what this is, and then when I drop it, it's gonna pop up in your phone. <laughs> Daniel Cable's doing that. It's like like you're recording in the shower thing again. It's it's not the cable. It's uh, Zoom. Interesting. We need to tune Zoom. It's out of frequency. We need. I think we need to just uh, turn the knob a little. No, no, no. Um, and you know Zoom. The way Zoom works, it's got a complicated algorithm to ensure that my voice doesn't amplify and your voice does. It's a long thing and whatever. Once you start introducing sound cards and whatever, whatever. And then you start playing music from multiple places. It gets more and more complex. That's another story for another day. I've got a bunch of brand new hip hop as well. First of all, Holy 10 heard what you guys were saying about his album and he's not happy. So he put out two new songs. First of Both all, of is, them were mid. I mean, aura is not that bad. I was like, okay, it's kind of, it's kind of dope. Well, let's see. Our video was kind of trash, but I kind of like the song. Horror, Holy 10. 
Jack's on the track. Ora, Dora, Dora, Ora, Tin. So, in my opinion, by no means a smash hit, uh, not the best song ever, but I, I can vibes with this. I think it's better than some of the songs that are on his album. You know, you just reminded me, I don't even push my own stuff. We've been dropping Freestyle Fridays for the past month. Dan, how can we have even mentioned any of them? Disgusting. Disgusting sheets. Yeah, Dan. Wow. Why haven't you mentioned wow. any of them? Wow, Dan. I'm sorry, wow. Phil. I will try my best to give you a platform on my podcast. Now, <laughs> now. You know, Dan. First and foremost, I, I am, I am not the Khaled type. That's your job. Okay, I'm just a humble servant of the music, humble servant of the streets. I'm just putting my head down, working as we build up to the album release of Jeezy's album. Oh, I have that in here. I have that in here. I was is, actually going to play it. But de- please go ahead. Which one? Which one are you going to play, Dan? The hmm. Jeezy Freestyle, the most recent one. Um, what's it called? 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 Uh, still I Rise. Yes, Still I Rise. Yes. So please, I mean, you know. Can't even support me. It doesn't even support me. <sighs> you know, I, I shouldn't have to bring it up. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, like, it's, you know, see, it's like when your homie gets engaged and she just comes around with a ring and she's like, hi guys, how are you? How you doing? Hi, like, she doesn't want to say it. You've got to, oh my God, girl, did he say, oh my God. That's what I expected from dad, but no. You didn't put it on the talking. You didn't put it in our notes. You didn't put in the list of songs we're going to go through. This guy, this guy, yeah. Anyway, Daddy, please. Huh? Just know. Did, did you not? Did you not hear the fire emoji freestyle? Did you not hear the fire emoji freestyle then? Fire emoji. I did not hear it actually. Please play it. Wow, this guy does not support. Wow. Have wow. you guys thought about getting man. a manager uh. who will be able to push the music? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the manager needs to hire a manager. You know what? Fine. Starting with this, this is the GZ freestyle fry emoji. I actually think this well, this this should have let them know. Brian Jack should have known. Hey, you know what? Let me go back and get GZ on this item. I don't know if you guys heard this. Have you guys heard this this this, this, this remix? No. Okay. Let's go. Shout out my 
They both heat there. They both the heat. <laughs> yeah. I don't Jizzy. Jizzy be doing Jizzy's the thing. Jizzy be doing the thing. It's such deep Shona. Like, it forced me to bring out my my, my, my student's guidebook. Oh, dear. I fat fingered. Now I'm pretty scared. All right, all right, all right, all right. And then still I rise. Because they don't understand how much you I, have to believe in yourself in order for you to accomplish your goals and to accomplish your vision. She told her, my witness, the conversation is different. Conversation is different. No gossip around here. We talking strictly business. We talking strictly business. Movement in the purpose. One good city permission. One good city permission. DNA. Vano go venga for no reason. Vano venga for no reason. Still arise. Still arise. Still arise. Still arise. Still arise. Still arise. Still arise, still arise, still arise, still arise. Still arise. Still arise. My drinks, my pazas, we bling the kumbotsanya. Kutamba kubaruke, diwonga to sakara. Discipline, yes, you Buddha, need focus. Bizarre in my blinkers, don't go vita folas. Two things you don't wish to regret. Time, name my choices, ajina revet. Sakanyora ziterako, mu history. Before you transcend to the ancestry, I'll never fall off, I'm allergic to gravity. Doitandega, the posse in a charity. Boys that try your till, the nakirwani density. Yamazi ties, na budget run a deficit. Every morning, do not material clarity. My actions ango are in sync with my destiny. And this good are my energies. And on the shetter, no garandi the pure se cocaine ya grizel. I'll never fall off. I'm allergic to gravity, son. Jeezy, how does he know Kokenya Griselda? I know you have a big... We're open for business, Munyege Zimbabwe. We're open, we're a trade route. Uh, trade routes are many people are flying <laughs> in and out. That's the question, Vincent. Hmm? And does Melissa know what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. What she doesn't know, one touch. <laughs> 
I think we, we've kept people long enough. We're, we're now crossing the two hour threshold, Dan. We're crossing I the think it's two time. hour it's threshold. Time, Thank I, you very much. I would like to redeem myself before you sign off and say that I have this thing, Ooh, which Funko is Pop. Marvel related. Which is Marvel related. Wait, and I feel like. Funko Pop or Bubble like, What is that? Um. It's Tessa Thompson's character in something that someone gave me. <laughs> so, like, I think let's that see, let's I see. Like say, I've redeemed myself. Thank you for accepting this. Is wow. like, yeah, it's like a sword that we, that so doesn't look like Valkyrie. It must be in something else. Listen, they someone asked me if I watched like Marvel stuff. I said no. They asked if I knew who Tessa. Thompson was. I said yes. We have this and all over our offices. We have we have plenty of these. These tonight. Okay, who's this? Tell me who this is. Let me let me show you who, the, who is this. Uh huh. Who is this? Can it's very. Just, it's a very easy leave? answer. It's me. It's a very it's easy me. answer. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> look 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 at the logo. Look at what this says here. Oh, and then look at the skin. Yeah, it's the guy okay. that they got mad about. Yeah. They were angry because of the black guy in Star Wars. I know. It's good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good enough. We'll take it. Listen, okay, you don't here's have to a layup. Okay, who's this? Suiza, Suiza, who's this? Who's this? Who's this? Oh, it's it's Yoda. Okay, okay. And he speaks backwards. Backwards, he speaks. He doesn't speak. Backwards. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. And a lightsaber. Okay, I know. Something. Like my lightsaber, I will. Yes. How, how, <laughs> how have how have you mm-hmm. met women in your life? Dan, do, do, do you know all these things were bought for me by women? <laughs> they encourage this. <laughs> so you don't have to feel any need to redeem yourself. Everyone is interested in different things. And that's what we try to encompass on this podcast. There's people interested in nerdy stuff. There's people interested in business stuff. There's people interested in cool kids stuff. It's wherever you fit in. We're trying to make sure we give you what you want. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to feel bad for what you enjoy and what you're interested in. All right. Is it, is, it, is it worth the watch? I haven't, I haven't given. Yes, I have. Yes, I haven't. That no was spoilers. content. I don't, I don't wait. I watch. Is it worth the watch? I, I'm still, I'm still debating. Sorry, what do you say, Vincent? It's worth. Oh, okay, cool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. Um, the Star Wars TV shows. Uh, they've been. They haven't been amazing. No, I like been, yeah. Mandalorian was good. Mandal- been, the Mandalorian was good. And they retconned a lot. I also enjoyed Boba Fett. How, I, I think was was the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> it was basically Mandalorian 2.5. That's the only thing I didn't like. It was Mandalorian 2.5. No, wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Okay. Boba no, Fett, I have Boba to ask. Fett, okay. No, no realistically. Okay. And then like, it's like great. Cause like Boba, like this, like small, character but then like we watch a whole series about them about him but it you know i mean yeah. he was a small character in the so, movies so, but in the extended, movies, Star Wars like, extended universe he was a pretty major character yeah, him and his dad were it. a pretty big deal him and his dad were a pretty big deal I okay so i have to ask so what do you watch what do you watch like she's you about to say love island do you have a love tv, island. TV. Island. there's I a tv do. behind you. you you must watch something i do i watch i okay to what do I watch? I watch <laughs> Love Island. No, um, no. What have I just finished is, watching? Is, is it cake? I, is it cake? I watch. I love Atlanta. 
I'm excited for the for the final season. Um, I just watched. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Lizzo's Big Girls. I was like, oh, this is actually this is actually good TV. Um, <laughs> I watched some weird Norwegian procedurals. <laughs> the foreigners on HBO. Don't knock it till you try it. It's good. And it's a good social commentary on where we are right now. <laughs> Pep, the fact that the stereotype just fits. The stereotype. Immigration um, is like really profound and, and you should check it out on HBO. <clears throat> so so it's, a, it's, a powerful, it's a powerful narrative tale, you know, that <laughs> juxtaposes the human condition. With sociopolitical realities. I don't know. I think in the I've not gone future. because of the pressure. But I was watching Only Murders in, in the Building. That was fun. Mm, I haven't watched that yet. It's too um, much to watch. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I watch lots of stuff. I just don't watch like... Oh, Apple TV good stuff. Thing. You know what I did watch that is MCU related that I love? Is, um, mm. is Miss Marvel. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I am with you, Siviso. I'm with you. I enjoyed it. Sviso. When you listen to this episode back, you, you'll understand why we're laughing. When you listen to this we're, episode we're back, you'll understand I, why I'm we're laughing. I'm with you, Sviso. I'm t- I, we're together. We're together. <laughs> we're together. Asian we're together. Girl, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is the Asian girl. Love Asian that. Girl. I love that. I love that. I don't understand any of the things that are happening, but I just think it's great. I think it's great. I've been watching that. I watched WandaVision. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. beginning to end, I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I, l- I, l- I love how she's being so defensive right now. <laughs> it's yeah. okay. It's okay. I feel Don't. attacked. I feel attacked. Do you and know what? I don't, I don't like what's happening here. <laughs> movie and television purists are anti-Marvel, actually. So it's okay. It's fine. You know, it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. in ten years mm-hmm. when everything in the world is Marvel and the entire universe is the MCU and everything on TV is owned by Disney. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna feel sad. I won't feel sad. I will have martyred myself willingly at that point. <laughs> I will be gone. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Vincent, for coming. How's how's uh, Kepija? I kept on this cold. It's freezing. Mm. As, as he calls in, wearing nothing but a golf shirt, I don't understand. Because there's a heater, bro. You got gas heater, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like the, the the climate is changing or the cold weather you're experiencing now is because of how we abuse the Earth's natural resources, or anything like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Nah. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> cool. cool. Uh, listen, bro. I'm gonna need. I just need every now and again to confirm. Good. Do you really not have power? Because I just, it's just a thing, you know, it's like, I just want right to just, no, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, don't be used as, don't be used as a snitch. Don't be used as a snitch. Don't be used as a snitch. I'll hit you up. Don't worry. I'll hit you up. like, Joshua. Don't be used as a snitch. She needs a break from time to time. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank I don't you very much for joining us. These power cuts have been such a dope excuse though. Because now you can just, Sharp, babe. Hey, sharp. Come on, my gets, babe. Sorry. Hey, about Mangwana, Mangwana, Mangwana. Yeah. Oh no, podcast recording. Sorry, babe. Hey, yeah. Ooh. Friday. Yeah, I gotta go out. Ooh, cause we outside and back outside. See, outside, get that outside.
Speaking of Fizzle, are you looking forward to the Beyonce album? I'm excited. I'm ready. I mean, I'm not part of the hive, How could I have but guessed? I'm excited. ready. So wait, just because yeah. you're not part of the hive, but you're excited for the project. I am. Yeah. The last Black is King as like a video thing, like as the movie aggravated me, but the music it mm. actually no Black is King aggravated me full stop. Mm. So I'm, I'm excited to re-engage with her and hopefully get mm. back to how I felt when Lemonade came came out. It's, it's, uh, my angel re-engage. Was Black is King aggravating because it was it was the Western lens of Afrofuturism that wasn't true to the true movement on the continent, but digested through the capitalist lens of the Westerns. Is, th- is that why? Mm, sister. <laughs> no, but I like your analysis. I like your analysis. Mm. I just, I just didn't think it was, there was a, enough representation. And I, I thought it was shady. I thought like, where were the East African people for a story that's like set there? I thought it was, I don't know. It was a little clicky. I just didn't like it. And I really resented. Okay. Now I'm going to give you what you want. I resented the semiotics that were in that visual. <laughs> Semi what? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Education. I won't on you. But I just thought that it was messed up and sent mixed messages and was offensive in many places. You can't just take anything from any part of Africa and stitch it next to something else. Semiotics will all Vincent, you heard that the semiotics. I don't even know what they mean. I thought you said symbiotic. symbiotic. Now I need to look this up. Semiotic. I looked it up real quick. I'm sitting over here like study or use of symbolic communication. Oh, and includes signs, logos, gestures, derives from the Greek semiotics. Can't take anything. There's like a scene where there's like a South African, like a South African happening, and then there's a picture of her in a Madonna-esque portrait behind there, and you can't just mix those things. I mean, yes, um, there is like we have mixed cultures, like that's a thing. We have mixed religions and stuff, but. I don't know. It was just a lot happening. And I don't think that they had someone doing rigorous dramaturgy or like thought, like thinking behind. What okay, guys, you asked me why I didn't like Black is King. And now, Wait, now well, I'm on the spot. But that's... I hated it so much. I taught a class on it. This is deep. No. It's a social perspective on identity that first, ladies and gentlemen. Sifiso hates hates Beyonce. Wow. Take that back. You better hope that's not that deep. I like my life. I I think it's time for us to to start doing it's time for us to start doing those highlights that you hear on social media. You got the perfect one. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, this, can't, this can't be live. <laughs> thank you very much for joining uh, us, guys. Yeah. Thank you, Sifiso. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Vincent. 
We are very grateful for you and for all our patrons who continue to support the podcast. You can support us by going to twobrooktimbles.com forward slash donate, where you can sign up to the Patreon and we will add you to our WhatsApp group where we have conversation. What were you guys talking about today? I didn't manage to catch up with the whole story today. Hmm? Hmm. Oh, we didn't talk about that. I'm a piano documentary as well, but anyway, well, that will, that'll just be a patron, patron exclusive. Uh, oh yeah. We were talking about um, yeah. Tesla and Elon Musk. That was interesting. Speaking of Dan, get, funny enough, guess who called me as I finished the documentary? E- Elon. One of the people featuring in the documentary who shall be in Harare next week. Oh. So patrons will get a special meet and greet. If you watch the BBC Africa, I'm up here on a documentary, you will get a chance to hang with one of the people featured in said program. More details to follow. All roads lead to the 2BT patron group. Tubocrimos.com forward slash donate. You can also support us, by the way, simply by liking, subscribing, uh, commenting. Commenting is a big deal, especially if you are using Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Just throw in a comment and a five-star rating. We would greatly appreciate it. Continue to support us so we can continue giving you fire content. Uh, If there's anything you would also like to share with us, we would love to hear your engagement with us. By the way, by the time this comes out, yeah, if we manage to put it together quickly enough, um, there's a podcast uh, conference thingy that we're having. It's tomorrow night. Tomorrow. But. Yeah, but I don't think, I don't trust them to finish in time. Yeah, no. But we'll record it. I think we'll record, maybe, maybe we'll record it. Uh, let's know. record we'll it and see. see if we can use some of the information in there. So yeah, if you, if you are, mm. if you are someone who is part of a podcast or you host your own podcast or you're looking to start a podcast, then we'll have some information for you together with Afropods, um, who we're partnering with for tomorrow's thingy. Um, all right. Thank you very much, boys and girls. Anything else that we should say before we get out of here? I'm going to let you guys choose what we end with. Bling 4 has a new song called Akunama Gets. It's a freestyle. Um, Bling 4 is the one of the rappers on Fire Emojis, Fire Emojis. Fla- Saint Flo has a new song called Munebundu, which came out last week. And, um, uh, oh, well, uh, we already ah, played Dan, it. Actually, no, no, Dan. Dan, actually not. I think we supported it. I've got to play the song. You know what? And I, th- I think Sfiso will like the song, Dan. Dan, I actually forgot. This is oh. a fire project. Fire project. I don't know, guys. Are you guys familiar with Gyaki? Jackie. No, it's Gyaki. I don't think I've heard. <laughs> it could be Jackie. <laughs> I've I've been saying Gyaki until someone said, "Oh, you mean Jackie?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." But then I've so never Gyaki. actually heard it said. By... <laughs> so I anyway, also don't trust this person. She, I don't know. So that she, is she dropped an EP, and yo, it is flames. Then have you had a chance to listen to it? I've listened to some of it, but not the whole EP. Yeah, this song right here. All right, so we're going to end with, with Gyaki or Jackie. We're going to confirm that for you and delete where appropriate. You know what? Um, Let's Google this. Like we, then we're too cool. We need to know these things. Surely she's done an interview or something. It is Jackie. Damn. We're idiots. What do you talk, baby? What do you talk? I'm to me, baby. Talk to me. What do you talk? All right, Phil. That's what we're ending with, right? Hey, come on. Let's let's uh, let's sign out and then end with uh, with Jackie. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on three, everyone, we're going to do the sign out 
uh, Two Broke Two Balls, another episode. We out. One, two, three. If not to say, if not to say, make us stop for your love, I could do for you. If not to say, if not to say, make her beg for your love, I could do for you. But you know the sea, oh, oh you know the sea. Got on my head, oh, oh.